Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Mike, the intern, Ned Reynolds in the studio. It's Wednesday, and I'm getting a little nervous about Sunday, uh, getting all these notifications yesterday afternoon that even more players now have tested positive for COVID-19. They're on the reserve list. It was only Tuesday, so there is plenty of time. I think most of the guys that were on the list are vaccinated, so hopefully they've already taken Patrick Mahomes, isolated him in some kind of bubble somewhere out of the country, and Chad Henney is also somewhere isolated in the desert somewhere. I don't know what they're going to do. What do you think? I don't know. Do not know. There's so many unknowns in this entire situation that it's really difficult to say what the Chiefs will do. First, first of all, they haven't practiced. They won't practice until today, and that was already on their schedule. Secondly, how limited will the practice be? How many of these players were vaccinated? How many have symptoms? It's just unknown because the NFL doesn't reveal that information. I would think that probably Chris Jones and maybe Gay and maybe Bolton, some of these guys will probably be back. Uh, but as far as uh, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey, you just simply do not know what the circumstances are. I think we'll probably find out more today in a worst-case scenario. And this is Armageddon for the Chiefs. I think the NFL might move the game ahead to Monday or Tuesday. I think that would be a possibility if they simply don't have enough players to compete. But I don't think that's the situation. I think some of these guys will be back. Some may be missing. Who knows? We won't know until probably today or tomorrow. Yeah, just we're waiting and waiting and waiting. And uh, I'm going to the game on Sunday. But um, if I've got to go up on a late night Monday or Tuesday, you know what? I'm going to do it because I've only got to go to one game so far this year. Damn it. But, uh, yeah, oh, we'll see. you poor boy. Oh, come on, Ned. Don't don't give me a hard time. You know how I feel about my team. Um, I have heard that it's, what, 35% of your team, if they are on the list, then it will be moved. Is that a correct That statement? is correct. Uh, we, you have to understand there is a practice squad, a taxi squad, and if they're not affected, then those players are moved up. And the Chiefs also have the option of signing some players to temporary contracts. That also could happen. I think the NFL is very reluctant to move any of these games ahead because it does interfere with your TV schedule. But they did it this week. They had two games, uh, well, two games Monday, one of them was scheduled, of course, and uh, two games yesterday. But the fact remains that it's it's a reluctance on their part. They want to keep it within the TV frame of things. So if it's at all possible, the game will be played probably late uh, Sunday morning. Yeah, well, hopefully. Let me rephrase that. Late Sunday afternoon. Late Sunday afternoon. uh, Three o'clock. Well, it depends on if Ned's been out drinking the night before. That would be late Sunday morning. No, No, he does that at home. Speaking of those two games that happened yesterday, uh, pretty interesting matchups. In the Philadelphia-Washington game, Philadelphia really had to win, and they did, 27-17 over a Washington team that has been affected by COVID. They're not at full strength, but I really don't think Washington's in that ballpark anyway, and Philadelphia is now even 500 and still in the playoff picture. As far as the Rams and the Seahawks, the Rams had to come from behind but knocked off the Seahawks 27-17. Los Angeles looked pretty good. And indeed, I think with Matthew Stafford back at full strength and with this team at full strength, they are a much better team than they've shown here in the past couple of weeks. Do have some injury problems. So does everybody else. But the fact of the matter remains, you got wins for the Rams and got wins for the Eagles. Go green and white. I'm just saying that for you. God's <laughs> 
<laughs> I've heard it all. The Cowboys are America's team, and the Philadelphia Eagles are God's team. Oh, man. <laughs> so what does that make me as a Chiefs fan? Well, the Chiefs beat the Eagles this year, <laughs> so we'll give you absolution on this one. <laughs> The Omega team, I guess we'll figure it out. All right, so uh, let's move to basketball. How the Lady Bears do last night? Played a day game. Actually, they played around noontime yesterday over at JQH through a rocking crowd of about 2,100. Beat Toledo. Now, Toledo's not a bad basketball team, but they're not in the Lady Bears category. Uh, Lady Bears won it 60-46, to and they go into the holidays now on riding a pretty good, pretty good streak. They'll be starting their conference play here along with the Bears before too much longer. And the Bears do play tonight, but we'll talk more about that. So we've got some NHL players pulling out of the Olympics because of their fear of COVID-19 traveling. But is this uh, part of me feels like this is just to protect the National Hockey League season as it is now. And they don't want to, you know, be traveling into a different country and all that stuff and maybe be around more people. Is that is that kind of what they're thinking here? Well, in a sense, it probably is. And it isn't some of the NHL players. It's all of them. They have voted the National uh, Hockey League Players Association voted yesterday not to compete in the Olympics. Now, does this mean there will be no hockey? No, it doesn't mean that at all. In fact, in the most recent Olympiad, the Winter Olympics of uh, 2018, USA did not send the NHL players over there. They uh, competed as amateur uh, players, minor league players, college players, and all that. So there will be national representatives, but it will not be from the National Hockey League. Why is it being done? Well, the spread of the Omicron, however that might be, uh, has limited. In fact, the NHL's already canceled 50 games. That two-week period that the NHL, in their contract with the players, allowed for hockey will now be used for replacement games. So the schedule won't be going into July as it had been in the past. It's kind of a different situation. I don't think the NHL players wanted this to happen, but they do understand, and so does the NHL. You can't really send a team to another country, and in this this case, it's Beijing. You can't send your players. Doesn't affect just the USA. It's oh, every the team NHL. in the world. You've got Canada. Yep. You've got Russia. Yep. You've got Hungary. You've got in the uh, Middle Eastern, not Middle Eastern, but the Near Eastern countries playing in this. So yeah, all those players. Anybody who's in the NHL is not going to play in the Olympics. Simple as that. Well, and that that levels the playing field because then at that point you've got amateurs that are going to step up for each country and hopefully we've got a bunch of better amateurs here in the United yeah, States. Not, minor leaguers too. Yeah, minor they, leaguers they too, play. of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so that's that it's not all hopes lost and I honestly I think it's probably a smart move. And you know what? Sometimes just like with anything else, college football, it competition a little bit more fierce. Let us go back to 1980. That's what I'm and talking the about. On ice, yep. and that was an amateur team yep. that knocked off the Russian professionals. The Olympics was not open then; it was all supposedly amateur. We're getting back to that status now, where the open means, of course, the professionals can compete, and it has been since 1992. But, uh, you know, if we have to go back to it, then so be it. We'll see if miracles can happen twice, my man. Uh, We do have one bowl game tonight, um, but some less than good news. Yeah, it is. This is is, uh, kind of an odd situation. I don't know why it happened. But the Missouri Tigers' leading rusher, a kid named Baden from St. Louis, and he's also the Southeastern Conference leading rusher, is not going to play. Why? Because he has declared it's not COVID. 
He's declared for the NFL draft. He declared, or at least the word came out yesterday, that he won't be playing. Missouri's already a three-point dog to Army. How much that affects them for the Armed Forces Bowl game tonight, which is the only bowl game tonight, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Missouri probably athletically is a better team than Army. That Army runs that triple option. Yeah, they do. It's for defense, a tough thing. And then to have your leading rusher out of the game, I don't know. It'll be tough. Both the Bears and Mizzou are playing basketball tonight. And what about those games? Yeah, Mizzou's basketball team plays at the same time that the football team does. Of course, different locales. Football team is playing in Fort Worth, Texas at TCU. That's where they play the Armed Forces Bowl game. They kick off at 7 or shortly after 7. The basketball game tips off shortly after 7 o'clock, and it is the annual Braggin, and we're not dropping the G out of that. That's what it's called, the Braggin rights game up in St. Louis. They'll play at the Enterprise Center, and it's Missouri, Illinois. They play every year. It's a big deal. The audience is divided in half, half wearing the orange and blue of Illinois and the other half wearing the black and gold of Mizzou. In the past, in past games, Mizzou has not utilized their entire ticket allotment for this one. So we'll see what happens tonight because Missouri is a substantial underdog to Illinois. Illinois is a fine basketball team. They have lost some games. Kobe uh, Coburn, their big center, was out for some of them. This kid's a fearsome athlete. He's really good. But Missouri got a big win last Saturday against Utah. We'll see what happens. Anyway, Mizzou and Illinois play in St. Louis. The Bears are out in California. They're in Moraga, which is the central part of the state, and they're playing St. Mary's. The St. Mary's Gales are pretty good. They're in the same conference with Gonzaga, San Francisco, and St. Mary's can hold their own. Had a lot of very good players. Bears have played St. Mary's in the past. Matter of fact, I broadcast one of them back Mm -hmm. in the late 1980s in Missouri State, which was Southwest Missouri State then, won handily. But the last time they played, which was I think 2011 or 2012, sometime around there, Matthew Delavadova was playing for St. Mary's. He later played for the Cleveland Cavaliers and for Australia in the Olympics. Really good shooter, and he and his buddy in that game tore up the Bears pretty good. Game was in Las Vegas. This will be the Bears' per, uh, first trip, to my knowledge, to Moraga, which is a small college town, and uh, St. Mary's is pretty good. But that'll be the game tonight for both those teams. Well, hopefully some of the players on the Missouri State Bears were remembering while they were in grade school when that game <laughs> happened and came come back with some fury, Ned. You have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, man.